Welcome to the Watch OK Please podcast, a podcast where three friends try to convince each other to devote what little time they have left to watch more TV and or movies than they've ever wanted to watch. Please join us while we argue about our media cues and waste everyone's valuable time on things that just don't matter. Watchers, it's Dan, and welcome back for more Strongly Held and Who the Hell Thinks Like This opinions on the Watch Your Capley's podcast. This week, Nine pitches a unique situational comedy show from Nathan Fielder, The Rehearsal, which is available on HBO Max. This pitch does do some deeper dives into Lessons from Business School, Old School Movie Trailers, Waxing On and Off About Shia LaBeouf, Joaquin Phoenix Performance Art, and the likely future Hate Watch pitches. If you are digging this podcast, please subscribe and rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or just give us a shout out on our social media pages. If you have a show or movie you want us to watch, or just something you want us to randomly mention on air, leave us a voicemail on our anchor page at anchor.fm slash watchokplease. So in summary, watch, listen, rate, and subscribe, please. All right, watchers, it's time to hear how Nine will fielder our questions about this pitch. Hey, watchers, it's Nyan, and I am here to pitch a show called The Rehearsal. It's currently available on HBO Max. Uh, All of season one is out as of the time of recording. Uh, It's about six episodes, kind of vary in length, and I actually don't want to give too much away. Uh, So this is going to be a bit of a light pitch, but I wanted to start off by asking you guys how familiar you are with Nathan Fielder and his show Nathan for You. Uh, heard of it. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, I'm actually familiar with him at all. Okay, fair enough. He's shown up on like late night shows every once in a while. He's a comedian, but it's sort of, he's very specific. So the show Nathan for You, which actually was on my list of pitch, but kind of moving away from it, was the, the entire concept was really spelled out right in the in the intro, which was that he went to business school. He says he has good grades. They show mediocre grades on the screen. <laughs> He was using his business acumen to help people out in their businesses. He would come up with like the most insane suggestions on ways for people to fix their businesses. And probably the most famous episode of that series, the whole series is great. Definitely recommend checking it out, is the dumb Starbucks episode, which is the one that got like a lot of press. Essentially, what he did was he got contacted by a, a small coffee shop owner who was having trouble with Starbucks in his neighborhood. This was out in LA. And he was like, I'm so frustrated by the chains. I need a way to, to drum up business. And so what he thought he would do is use that fair use defense with regards to copyright and create an, a fake Starbucks called a dumb Starbucks. And so everything inside looked like an actual Starbucks. And everything was used the word dumb at the very beginning of it. So it was dumb latte. It was all this stuff. Like it, and, and so essentially it was trying to just parody Starbucks, but use it to drum up business for this guy's coffee shop. And it actually think got a lot more attention than people thought it would. And it's a great lesson now to not be a lawyer because he does consult the lawyer about the legality of this. And that guy is dumb. <laughs> so ultimately. Dumb lawyer. Got it. Correct. Dumb, dumb Starbucks, dumb lawyer. The comparison that I was going to make was Andy Kaufman, right? That mm. that sort of, I'm going to go so deep into character that you'll never know when I get out of it. And I appreciate that to an extent. 
what I don't like about Andy Kaufman and what I do like about Nathan Fielder is that ultimately Nathan Fielder doesn't necessarily come off as trying to be a jerk with this because he has a very understated tone of voice. He's kind of introverted, but there's definitely a plan here. There's it's definitely like the show Nathan for you is quite funny. And I, you know, definitely recommend it, but it takes that Kaufman approach and I don't know, from, makes it more palatable for me. And Dan, I mean, you went to business school. Yep. I mean, you could certainly be interested in, in business <laughs> ideas for Nathan for you. Jason, you've involved in various business ventures over time. True. This w- could be a good show for you. Nathan for you, but I'm not here to pitch Nathan for you. What I'm here to pitch is the rehearsal, which is much more recent. And I, it's, it's a show called The Rehearsal, but I barely prepared for this pitch. And that's probably <laughs> more evident as I continue to speak. <laughs> but I think the thing we can relate to is, you know, having those situations where you you said something and you you misspoke and you couldn't, you wish you could do it over. You wish you could have prepared for every variable, right? I, I, do, do you guys ever run into that where you're like, I I can't believe I said that like thing All or it took like mm-hmm. you know just that's that's like the story of my life actually. <laughs> yes, yes. Like you know, <laughs> I always think like, oh, who haven't I talked to in a while? Oh, remember when I said that? That's why. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. That's me. So I think without going too far into this, because I really don't want to give away too much, this show is essentially the opportunity to prepare and overly prepare folks for things they're dealing with, situations that haven't happened yet, but um, mm-hmm. but they're awkward and they want to be able to address them most appropriately. So they end up connecting with Nathan, and he helps facilitate. And in a sense, rehearse what these people are going to do and how they, you know, and how they approach it and really try to analyze and try to make people's lives better. Kind of like what he was doing with Nathan for you. I think we can all agree. Like, we all want to see a show where someone's people's lives get better, right? Who wouldn't want to see that? Exactly. So that's why this is going to be particularly short in that I really think this show works the best if you know as little as possible about it going into it. Don't even watch the trailer because I feel like the trailer gives too much away. Okay. All <laughs> right. That's no trailer. That's, that's, no trailer. that should be a rule. Like someone yeah. should say, go watch this. Don't watch the trailer. It adds yes. nothing. Just go no research, it. no research. Yeah. Just, just dive in. Yeah. No, I think it's, we should probably have that. Yeah, definitely should be a rule for the pod. No more trailers. And I love trailers. I love trailers too. Yeah, they're great. It's like a whole two-hour movie in two minutes, right? Exactly. I like trailers generally as a concept, but then the the old tra- old school trailers, like the ones from the seventies and the sixties, oh. mm-hmm. where like it things are just blown out of proportion really weirdly, and they've got that like overblown announcer is like yeah. in a world. Yes, I was about to say that. <laughs> I was about to do that. It's like. The streets have run run red with the blood of his of his decent daughter and possibly their dog, and now he's going to get revenge. But yeah, so Delta Force eighteen. (laughs) Well, it's like yeah. Well, those sixties ones they would like explain the whole movie. They'd be like, "Here's Funny Girl. Here's this. It's the story of this person over here and the time that she went and did this." It's going to start. They do a whole pitch. It's actually kind of fun. We don't do like this anymore. Telling telling the whole the whole like the whole plot of the odd couple in like thirty five seconds, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why I love those. I just randomly watch them on YouTube sometimes. They're they're awesome. So please don't watch the trailer for this show. I'd like you to go into this perfectly blind because 
I, I think the reason you're going to enjoy this is because it, it tackles something that we all deal with, just awkwardness and always wishing that you had, had dealt with every potential variable and, and had a way to approach it. Just get those inca- like the, those random things where you screw up during the, during the day. If you just gotten them just right, if you just had the right amount of preparation. So I'll take questions. I may not answer them. So That's just fair. to be, just so I make sure I'm understanding this, these are real people. These aren't just sketches or something, right? Or is it sketches? Uh, no. That well, the show is actually it's made out as though they're real people. I think it's debatable. I think you could make uh, the argument okay. that none of this is real, but the premise is that these are all real people that you're dealing with. Got well, it. Yeah, this is like telling a story within a story kind of thing. If you think of it that way, it could be as deep as you want to go with it in your mind, I guess. Right. How far you want to go down the rabbit hole is up to you, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> so on, on, a, on a random side topic on the spectrum between Fielder and Kaufman, where do you put Shia LaBeouf? I don't put him anywhere. I, I put him as far away from me as possible. He's got some problems, guys. <laughs> we're talking about how deep people get into characters that's why i'm just trying to you know put this on that spectrum basically oh okay all right yeah so hmm. he always makes it clear he is doing a show so he doesn't go fully mm-hmm. into character like it, it is very he's very direct about that so that's okay that it's part of a the cameras aren't tend to be hidden in, in any way really right i mean granted there are little twists and turns here but Ultimately, people know they're part of a, a show and not some sort of random art installation. There you go. That's like, remember when Joaquin Phoenix did that for like a year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, what happened to Joaquin so, Phoenix? And then he was like, yeah. it was all for art. It was a, it was a performance. It's a higher. It's a higher calling. God. I want to like him. He, I, try, I try to pretend that didn't happen because I want to like him. But also, that makes me want to punch him in the face. <laughs> i don't know there's something a little weird about that guy oh yeah you know? like he's not i don't know like i that's what made it so believable if uh will ferrell did that everyone would be like okay this is just a performance right yeah, 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 joaquin yeah. phoenix were like yeah he just lost his it's official you know he just went a little further and we always knew this he went full randy quaid <laughs> yes exactly exactly randy quaid 100 <laughs> percent oh man that's awesome. I could tell you, but I'd rather show you through interpretive dance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this, this, this show sounds pretty wild, but I think, again, it's great when comedy can be interesting, but also potentially heartwarming, it sounds like, in some cases. You know, if there's a positive result at the end of this rehearsal, so to speak. And so that, that's really kind of, a, kind of a, 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 a different kind of approach where you know, we live in a world where we love where so much commie out there likes to sarcastically poke fun or even overtly just, you know, you know, say bad things about people. It, this, this sounds like a kind of a different approach to kind of a to comedy in that regard. So I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, mostly like the, there are definitely some weird, awkward moments where you're like, is he just making fun of the person? But I think for the most part, that isn't necessarily there. People are often kind of, caught unawares by what exactly is going on and the intent and his approach. So there is comedy inherent in that. And there's just some great and some awesome, really just random moments that really make this show quite endearing. I think it does mess with your head a bit, but 
I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. And the fact that it's only six episodes and I'm only going to ask you guys to watch the first two and then decide if you want to move further. I think that'll, that is a fair ask. How, and it, how long, how long are the episodes? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's funny. They kind of vary in length a little bit. I think the first one is, uh, is about 45 minutes. And then the second one is only uh, 28 or 30 minutes. So oh, it, kind of, yeah. it depends on the episode, I think. It kind of bounces around a little bit, but very digestible. And you will be able to get through the whole thing if you choose to do so. If you guys want to do extra credit, I think this is a good show for extra credit. Uh, well, I, 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 I tend to be an overachiever. So <laughs> you know, if I like it, you know, next thing you know, I just power out the whole series and, you know. Which, yeah. I mean, it sounds like I could knock this out in a few hours, right? Oh, like, absolutely. You know, yeah. A good yeah. Friday night, you know, you've just watched the whole yeah. scene. Oh, 100%. You could knock this out super go. quickly. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming I actually like it. I may hate it. Right. And I may be like, what What have you done? I've got an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes of torture, Nyan. Why have you done this to me? <laughs> I'm sure that won't happen, but it will. It, it, it will eventually. Yeah. It will right. be the show you one day pitch. And I'm like, why? Why? Oh, yeah. I've already got one queued up somewhere in there that you guys are probably going to hate. Cause I think at some point we're just going to shift to hate watches. I feel like oh, that's yeah. eventually where we'll, we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to, I have to like dig deep from like, you know, like r- random, random, you know, you know, you know that, you know, on, on back in the day here in New York, I'm already dating myself here on WPIX. They, they would do like their, their movie of like the, the daytime. And it'd be like some random movie with like, you know, class C actors that are, you know, mm. or B, B or C list actors basically. And, and like, you know, I don't remember them making this. And then you sit in and watch them like, okay, now I understand why no one talks about this. <laughs> that's kind of like, that's kind of like the thing I want to want to put out there. I think at some point, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. But we don't see, it used to be, you would make these terrible movies, but they would be showed on broadcast TV in the middle of the day and people would actually right. watch them. You right. know, now you, you turn on Netflix or something and they've got hundreds of these thrown yeah. together movies on a tiny budget that nobody is expected, but it's just to sort of create content and have something out there to watch. But we don't all watch the same ones for the most part. Right. So we can't talk about it. I agree. But I, I, I will make this one vow. I will not be pitching any Johnny English movies. Thank I you. I'll make the one vow. <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of curious, except for, I don't know. That seems like way too much uh, Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> Nye is emphatically nodding his head right now. Yeah, see what's happening. You know, I think he's probably better. I've heard good things about Black Adder, but like just the whole Mr. Bean thing, like I can't can't get behind that. He's fine. Black Adder, the script, the scripting on Black Adder is just way different mm, from enough. what I've seen of it. I haven't seen a lot of it. I've only seen like a handful of episodes, but yeah. I, I feel like he. I actually do like him, but I find he's best in very small doses. That's he right. would be perfect. In this era right now, like he should be out there making uh, um, TikToks. Like he was made oh, yeah. like Fair. you know ex- twenty seconds of Rowan Atkinson, he'd kill it. Yeah, two hours of that. Oh boy, uh, that would. Uh... <laughs> you should be like playing words, like either, either Bean Talk or or Jack and the Bean Talk, you know, kind of thing. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> some some, like some playing words would be, would be. I think it would work very well. Guys, I'm, uh, we still have our GoFundMe set up to get a vaccine for dad jokes so we can give it to Dan. Um, there is a cure. We're going to find it. So please, please give. It, it can't, it, it, yeah. Only you can stop these dad jokes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ex- exactly. You know, you, you know, I think you, you have to scrub it away until you're Shia LaBeouf. God. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry. 
but you know, in, in all serious, in all seriousness, this I mean, this this sounds like a really cool cool series. I'm definitely you know down to you know give this thing a give this thing a shot. Do you, do you know, was this a show that was made for HBO or was it picked up from somewhere else? Uh, it was made for HBO. This oh, okay. only, only came out like a couple months ago oh, okay. as a recording. It is recent. So okay. It is it is very recent. Yeah, it was, it was mm-hmm. definitely made right for HBO Max. It's funny that the one thing that caught me in terms of production, now that I think about it, and I they mentioned that doesn't spoil anything, is that weirdly, Ellie Kemper's sister, Carrie Kemper, who I guess is a writer, is one of the EPs and uh, writers on the show. That does anything yeah. for anybody? Interesting. It's very random. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know her sister was in the the business, but I guess Same. she is. Same. Yeah. They both. I think they both took acting lessons from John Hamm back in the day. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah. Because they're not that young, right? And he's not that old. Like, what is he? Like fifty? Something like that. Yeah, that range. Somewhere in the vicinity, yeah. Yeah, maybe early 50s. And I want to sh- say she's like not that different from us. Like she's probably in the ballpark of 40. Is she? She's I thought she was mid- in her 30s. I thought she was in her I'm 30s. I'm going to look her up right now. Yeah. She, there you go. She was born in 1980. Oh, oh okay. Okay. So she's in our vicinity. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. So I, she's, I yeah. That. And guess where she went to college? Did she go to Princeton? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, so wow. she, she just always plays these complete morons, but right, right. Uh, presumably she's uh, got something going on upstairs. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's like the people who go out there and like start criticizing Tom Morello about politics. I'm like, dude, the guy went to Harvard has a degree <laughs> in politics. Don't F with him. Well, Come on. to be fair, so did Ted Cruz. So or, again, yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah, but, 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 but Morello is actually well spoken, whereas Cruz is, you know, can't decide if he's going to go to Cancun this week or not. That's true. Well, he, he he did do that excellent reading of Green Eggs and Ham on the the Senate floor. So <sighs> there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it made me want to fill a buster my gut open. Again, please <laughs> give. Uh, there's it's only one way. Days. Yeah, it's only <laughs> only you can help us find a cure. The, the, remember, the beer, the beer only makes it worse. So. <laughs> but yeah, no. But look, all seriously, yeah, looking forward to this, and uh, we'll you know tell you what we thought. Well, that happened, folks. Which uh, brings us to the end of another episode of the Watch OK Please podcast. We hope you had a good time listening to us spout more nonsense today and hope you join us next week for another exercise in utility. In the meantime, please rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just tell a friend about us. Until next week, keep on watching.